You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Neat. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We're going to be playing our World Cup qualifiers with our MLS team. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. I'm your host, Asa Smith, here to talk to you exclusively about the wonders of dual national commitments and recruiting, because all we want to talk about on this podcast is 18-year-olds. Having said that, we, we have a good episode for you tonight. We, we talk a little bit with our friend Nick about college football and, and everything that's going on this weekend as games get started with Hawaii v. UCLA and Nebraska versus Illinois. And then we have all of the soccer folks here to talk about all of the best news there is in U.S. men's national team abroad, as well as just general football events. This episode is brought to you by the Anchor app, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. For all of your HR and employment law needs, check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com. Let's get right into it with the soccer folks. How you doing, Coach Ben? I'm all right. I had to mute the uh, Salzburg game here so it doesn't uh, disrupt our podcasting. Well, we certainly wouldn't want actual events to interrupt our podcasting schedule. Right. I already missed Aronson's goal texting you guys. Well, I mean, I, I think that anybody who's listening to this will likely have already seen it, but it was it was a beauty of when playing <laughs> it out of the back goes wrong. It was. Nice little quick feet on the finish there, though. Yeah, it was nice. I'm, 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 glad, he, I'm glad he finished. Hey, Coach Greg, how are you? It's going well. How are you? Oh, we're good. We're just discussing how we would never let actual events get in the way of our podcasting schedule. Of course not. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. We stick to the only the most professional scheduling. Correct. Hey, Coach Kev, how are you? <laughs> awesome. How are you? Oh, we're good. So uh, for our listeners, this, this podcast will become out of date uh, as of 8.30 a.m. on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> Oh, sorry, Pacific. 11.30 Eastern, 8.30. Pacific Local. Standard Time. Right. Um, so the we are going to get a roster tomorrow or today by the time you're listening to this. So 
Uh, we don't have it. We'll talk about it next week. Deal with it. Whatever. There are other podcasts. Listen to Scott. They're good. Uh, actually, hold on. Before we get into actual things that happened, can we talk about the meltdown of Twitter yesterday? Oh, geez. Do we have to? I think we should. <laughs> it was one of the funniest days of USMNT Twitter in, in years. Um, in the two event, years you've been following MSNT Twitter? Uh, I've been following USMNT Twitter longer than two years, but uh, certainly certainly in the last six months, it was the funniest day. People people lost their minds. So we we like Scuffed here. Um, they're, they're good folks. I've never met any of them, but they seem like good dudes. And people lost their minds over their very, very lukewarm take that Sebastian Legette is fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> like like that was the funniest part it's, it's not even like the i think it was uh greg velasquez who was making the argument that like sebastian legette is not bad right <laughs> scalding hot take yeah scalding he really take. stood out on the line for that one it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like sebastian legette belongs in the midfield like you have to start him it was he's okay like, and then you have you have greg velasquez and whoever uh, 11 yanks is like going clip for clip with each other trying to prove that he's good or he's bad yeah so i think it was pete uh from 11 oh yeah yeah um again who who also seems like a relatively decent fellow but they were just like going at each other um i just don't have the energy for that kind of thing go ahead and argue i don't (laughs) know the 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 best tweet of the day was obviously from waki who said that (laughs) the the two of them had to uh put together powerpoints (laughs) I think that's the only way to solve any issue, right? You just have competing PowerPoints and you have to make your case. Uh, that's a, yeah. I, I mean, I, I see no issue. Um, and then somebody does a Prezi and you're like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, so in, in light of the fact that we don't have a roster, um, we'll, we'll talk about the roster next week. Uh, probably on Thursday for next Thursday's episode where we preview the Honduras game. Wait, is it Honduras? Nope, El Salvador. El Salvador. El Salvador. Yeah. El Salvador game. In San Salvador, which if you remember, I believe was we th- I thought was Honduras when we went to Peru. That's actually yes, correct. That was a thing that happened in our uh, travels together. Uh, so so but some some other things have happened uh, this week that we should probably talk about. Um, so let's first talk about uh, the fact that Josh Sargent uh, apparently is capable of scoring goals. I always thought it was kind of I thought it was kind of overrated how much we talked about like Werder uh, Bremen killing his confidence but I, you can't even argue with the results like he, he comes over to Norwich he spends what one game on the bench and then they put him in for a cup game and he drops two in 90 minutes and an assist and, and an assist I'm sorry yes he did they did kind of beat up on Bournemouth's backups though I mean it's not like he was playing you know Liverpool here but still, I mean, yeah, it was like he was playing Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the thing is, is that like there's something to be said about and, and we've talked about this before, that there's like something to be said for a center forward seeing the ball go into the net. And like he he's, he, he scored goals. Now, were they Zardes-esque? Yes. Yes, they were. Um, well, I'd like to give him a little bit more credit for the second one. Like, I know he falls down, which maybe makes it look a little worse, but like he does kind of like. You know, kind of like half back heel, half like with the inside of his foot, like a, a square ball, and kind of redirect it into the net. It's a, I don't know. I thought that was a pretty decent finish, to be honest. I mean, the only question is, did the ball go into the net? Because we give, you know, uh, Zardes a lot of crap, but dude can score goals. And at the end of the day, you just need him to score goals. Yeah, they all look yeah. the same on the score sheet. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's going to remember how it went in in six months unless it is a Zardy's goal because then you just assume it went off his ass. <laughs> I mean, usually. Um, but I, I think that this is, is an example of, of how you, you especially especially in this fan base that is relatively young, there's a massive overrating of form over class. Um, and like, oh, well, Daryl DK scored three goals. Well, yeah, okay, that's fine, and that's good, and we hope that Daryl DK is successful. But, like, Josh Sargent was the top-line starter for a reason. And, you know, that's not that doesn't mean that you shouldn't ever reevaluate your priors. But, like, dude, dude's good. Dude's been good. Um, he does so a I, lot I, of extra stuff, too, even when he's not scoring. Yeah, which and is... Which is if we want to think of ourselves, especially down the road or in the very near term, as more of a classy team that <laughs> that pulls people apart and really uses the ball, um, there's there's no one that combines as well as Sargent. Even if he's no. not scoring goals, like the rest of that whole ideal of what the the modern American fan wants to see on the field, like if it, if you can't connect, if one if the guy spearheading your attack can't connect passes very well. Well, you're gonna have to play more like it's you know, you know, 2003 than two, you know, 2021. Well, and we don't have we don't have a Lewandowski, Lukaku, whatever. Our, our most threatening players are gonna be you know Pulisic uh, and Reyna, basically any whoever's playing at wing. So what forward in the pool makes those guys more dangerous? Like right now, I think you know Sargent is probably the best. Uh, the best compliment to those wingers. I think it's Sargent. And then after that, I think it's Zardes actually, just because he's so persistent at making the right run that he opens up space. Like you, you? He, he's a professional soccer. You can't not mark the guy. If the guy's like making a run in behind and like a center back doesn't go with him. Well, dumb, dumb. Like you're, he's going to score goals. Um, but he just creates more space up top for in theory, where the rest of our quote elite, attacking talent you know did you be. guys did you guys hear uh bobby warshaw's most recent interview with uh greg berhalter here in the last week or so i did not that well in it he uh warshaw asked him about uh zardes and one of the interesting things he says is jesse zardes is a guy who excels in structure so i think what he means by that is like <laughs> all right so i'm a teacher you can give somebody instructions all day long with absolutely zero um, you know, chance that they'll follow those instructions. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm soccer, a lawyer. Same. <laughs> soccer players, <laughs> I think, are similar. Like you can go, you can practice, you can tell a guy this is where you need to be. When this happens, you should make this run. And then the game starts. And then like, oh man, I thought I could make that hit. I thought I could, you know, make that pass, coach. And like Zardes, I don't think does that. I feel like you set him up in a system, and he's going to make the right run. He's going to be in the right spot. Like. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of what Burhalter is saying by, you know, excelling in structure. Yeah. He's, he's, um, to, to, to use an analogy, he's a, he's a game manager. Like, it's like, he's not, he's going to do the thing that you want him to do and not much else. So like, he's not going to, he's not going to create, he's not going to be a creative force and do things like, Oh shit. I didn't know he could do that, which, you know, Christian and Gio and, and Weston can all do. Um, but Zarday's like, if you're like, hey, you're going to press high for 90 minutes or 120 minutes, he's like, cool, coach, going to go do that. And he's going to do it really well. Um, but he's not going to, like, do some weird shit that that occasionally you need in, in these big-time games. 
Right. If you give the ball to Pulisic, he might just skin a guy and score. Whereas, like, maybe the right thing to do in the system would have been to, like, play a quick pass and run to space to try to set up a one-two or whatever. Yeah. So, like, like the, the, the things that, like, Matthew Hoppy is, we love him for, is, like, the inverse of, of Sardis. So, like, Hoppy will do shit, and you're like, please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> oh, it worked. Cool. Good job. Whereas Zardes, like, doesn't try it. Yeah, it's like the, the quintessential. Like, no, 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 yes. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 yes. Uh, so so I think, I think, like, when you talk about the center forward pool, um, you know, Sergeant, Sergeant does a lot of things that we like. Zardes does the things that you want him to do. And I think that there's a lot of value in that. Um, beyond that, you know, you're talking about Jordan Pifo, uh, who – missed a penalty yesterday which was real bad uh he, he did not play well in that qualifier but he's through to the the champions league um, I, I caught the end of uh like i don't know maybe the last 40 minutes of that game or something and he actually had a wide open header that he put over but i actually kind of liked it because uh, you know how like when a <laughs> a wide receiver gets open sometimes they do like that slight little push off and then they slow down and all of a sudden they're open by you know three yards yeah, that's exactly how he got open for the header. He was like making a run towards goal and then gave the defender a little push and stopped running. And all of a sudden he's open by five yards in the box. And that I feel like that's the kind of thing that he brings that like the people that want Daryl DK think he brings. You know yeah. what I mean, like Daryl DK just doesn't have that level of savvy yet where PFO PFOC does. Right. And I, I think a lot of that comes from DK being like a relatively young soccer, soccer oh, yeah. player. Like, I, you know, he's he's what he's he's in his 14th month of professional soccer. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, like, it, it is what it is. It'll come with time. Um, the, the, uh, the rumors as we get into the last week of the transfer window um, are that he's he's linked to West Brom, uh, who are currently playing Arsenal in a cup match and losing. But um, I, I don't I don't know that that would be a terrible move for him. You know, championship again. You know, playing with high level players. I don't know, not terrible, yeah. um, but but we'll see what happens with that. The other center forward news of the day is that Ricardo Pepe has made a decision, um, and we don't know what it is yet. But oh, he's um, actually made it. Uh, according to Tom Bogert, about five minutes ago on Twitter. Um, no, that says that we're going to get clar- clarification sometime tomorrow, which I assume means he's going to be listed on somebody's roster. So I, so that's what I'm saying. Like I think that he's going, he's made a decision. So is Mexico dropping their roster tomorrow as well? I assume so. I mean, we're a week out. It's 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 time. Well, well because d- if like process elimination, if we're dropping tomorrow and they're not, breaking news. Well, I, I guess like either way, he's either going to be on it. Well, I guess if he's not on it, he could conceptually not be on the Mexican roster. But I, I think that both rosters will will drop tomorrow. I think it's more like that. If he's on the U.S. roster, he's on the U.S. If he's not, then he's going to Mexico. Yeah, mm. it's not like an, an Araujo situation where everybody is very keenly aware of where he is in the process. Like he was called up to both. He's not making a decision until October or later. Um, there were some rumors that Araujo was waiting for somebody to guarantee that they'll be on his World Cup roster, um, which I don't know about that. But um, so Play I, your I think, hand, young fellow. Yeah, right. Uh, so so we'll 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 see. We'll see what happens with Pepe. Um, we're still pretty optimistic, but. You know, I, I don't know that you can be super optimistic about Mexican American dual nets, um, given Ochoa's uh, statements. Interesting, uh, though. Did you see that? Uh, the, so the you know U.S. dropped that um, like kind of World Cup qualifying hype video in English an, and Spanish today. I loved that. 
I love with Pablo Mastroeni narrating and Clint Dempsey. Well, yeah, Mastroeni did the Spanish one. <laughs> I think it would have been awesome to have Dempsey do the Spanish one. I don't know if he speaks <laughs> Spanish. I assume he does, but well, is Mastroeni um, Mexican American? Uh, I don't know that. That would be a smart thing to have somebody <laughs> do. I think, he, I think he is. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 the obvious move, and it's it's good that they're doing it, and they should have done it two years ago. But well, yeah. I mean, but it's good that they recognize that the obvious move, especially considering you know they probably not to give them any credit, but they probably came up with that when Ochoa made a statement. So they put that together in like what two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Time time has no more meaning. Yeah, it, it could have been three days ago and still be three weeks ago. Um, Clarification on Pablo. Uh, he is Argentine-American. He's, well, he's born in Argentina. Um, and also, I was at the uh, the Pablo Mastroni Day uh, for the Colorado Rapids when they retired his jersey this year. Good times. Oh, nice. This, this, this podcast is partially a Colorado Rapids podcast. Hey, Does he at... still have the amazing mustache? Uh, No. He, he looks like he still play though. He's a. Uh, he looks like he's. You know, he's a spry retired guy. Uh, he's forty four, so he's you know, he's uh, he's aging well. He, he's taking care of himself. <laughs> he's, he's not pulling like uh, I don't know. There's a lot of you know high level players that just kind of trail Diego off. Maradona. I was gonna say Diego Maradona, but Diego Maradona looked like that when he was playing. Yeah, no, no, he got way, he got way worse. Like the second he stopped playing. Well, I mean, if if you if you do a lot of cocaine and don't play sports, things happen. Bob Probert <laughs> says hi again. <laughs> uh, I was thinking of Wesley Snyder as the poster uh-huh. child for just quickly. Oh God, letting <laughs> like, it go. Boy. Uh, all right. So, in uh, in other news. Um, Chris Richards, I, I think we need to to establish that he's not in Bayern's plans. I mean, he didn't even start the cup game today. Um, so I think I think that he's he's likely out, and the ten million to Hoffenheim is posturing. I think that that he's probably gone. Um, and if he's not, he needs to be because I don't I don't think that he's the fourth or fifth choice center back at this point. Um, Meanwhile, in that Bayern game, uh, Malik Tillman scored in the forty seventh minute for Bayern. Yeah. All right, Malik Tillman, if you would like to come on down, we might have an opening at center forward for you. How old is he like uh, 17? He's young. He's out of the SC Dallas Academy, right? I think so. Um, yeah, he's he's one of those where I, I can't quite pay attention to him yet. I only have like so much time to pay attention and. I don't even know if you're playing for the U.S. Yeah. Well, he just scored a a, a, a Pokal goal for Bayern Munich, so it might be yeah. time to start working him yeah. into your rotation. He is, um, he's also so he played for the United States U15s, and then since then he has been part of the German uh, youth setup. So who knows where he's ever going to land? But yeah. well, it, it it could be a situation where it's like, where it's he's, like just, he's just he's just waiting on somebody to tell him that he's not good enough to play for Germany. Like I think that that's what's going on. What, what happened with Leonard Maloney, who's um who's with Dortmund? And like, he was. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. He's like he's played with Germany until somebody was like, "Dude, it's not going to happen." Then he was like, "America." And we're like, "Great, we'll take you." <laughs> yeah, uh, Jordan T. Fox says hi. <laughs> yep, same thing. Yeah, and I was absolutely wrong. He's never he has never stepped foot in a in a U.S. Uh, yeah. academy. So my bad. So, yeah, has he so, stepped foot in the U.S.? Uh, that's usually a question with these guys too. I'd have to uh, ask him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Eunice Musa didn't. Well, no, no, no. Serginio Dest didn't until, uh, like, I think he committed to America. 
No, he was in like some of our youth setups. Yeah, but I don't think any of those youth setups were in America. Oh. Huh. <laughs> um, and I know that Yunus Musa didn't didn't come back to America from the time he was like four until uh, the goal, the Nations League. Yeah, that sounds right. Welcome uh, home. Happy to have welcome you. Home. <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, so, so I think with Richards, there was a lot of discussion about is Richards in this World Cup qualifying team. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think, I think that you, if, if, if it were a 23 person roster, I think the answer is no. I think if it's 28, then we'll see. But, um, you know, dudes played like 47 minutes total, uh, this year. So like if, if, if playing games matters, like he's got to get games. Yeah. I mean, I just don't, center backs don't generally get subbed. So you don't like, there's no way he's 90 minutes fit. So right. unless you're bringing him to be like a, you know, throw a guy on for the last 10 minutes to, you know, make sure nobody scores. I, I don't see how, I don't see how he gets, you know, can, he can gets we, on the field. Can we call that the Henry Kessler Memorial slot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Henry Kessler is still alive. It's not a Memorial slot, but anyways. Um, so I think the, the other news is more like general, general soccer, because I think, you know, to, 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 to spend more time on, on Americans, you know, obviously Brandon Aronson scored. Great. We're happy. Christian Kappas, 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 it's Kappas, you know Kappas, Kappas to Europa league with Bronby because they are getting blown out uh, in aggregate by Salzburg. And uh, I think that that, that means that we have 12, 12 Americans in the champions league, um, which is pretty neat. Um when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So in, in terms of like more general uh, soccer news, uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently Pep has decided that not getting Harry Kane means that he's done at Man City. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see that news today? He, so he wants to step away. though, right? Yeah. Which puts him, just in case you guys are, are doing the math here, that puts him squarely in the, uh, the 2026 World Cup cycle for the U.S. men's national team. So you've heard it here first, Pep Guardiola to America, twenty twenty three. Well, I think that's going to be a pretty desirable job. At that, you know, at that point. <laughs> I mean, like if if you're dealing with you have you, you're going to have prime Sergeant Reyna, Pulisic, McKinney, Adams, uh, Dest, plus whoever steps up for the other eight, Eunice Musa, I guess, you know, Chris Richards, Mark McKenzie, at all. I think it could be. You know, I mean, shoot, we're we're top ten in in FIFA right now. Don't worry about what type of top ten we are. We are <laughs> certainly not like a Cincinnati is ten in the AP poll right now. Um, it's a very yeah. legitimate tenth. <laughs> it's like a it's a it's a it's a it's a ten because you know somebody has to be ten. Right. It's uh, like, I really like seventeen, but yeah, ten sounds good. Ten sounds good. We're we're fine with ten. Um, but yeah, so Pep Pep is I th- I think this is like the manager version of a hissy fit. Because, like, he didn't get Harry Kane. Uh, and so he's like, fuck it. I don't want to be at Man City anymore. <laughs> I mean, he does kind of do this every couple of years, though, right? Uh, he was at Barcelona for, what, four years? He was yeah. at Barcelona for four years. He was at 
he was in Germany for five years. He's been at Man City for he's been at Man City for a while now. He's basically just like global soccer Urban Meyer. <laughs> uh, presumably without a wife who's an anti-vaxxer. I don't know if you can make that presumption. <laughs> That's fair. He, That's fair. I, I would say he's much closer to uh, Larry Brown. Like he's not he's not waiting until <laughs> until there are obvious red flags for him to leave. He's just kind of like I'm bored. I'm going to the next one. Well, he just well, goes and like obsessively works for a few years, then decides he's tired, takes a break, and takes off an, an, another plum job. Yeah, but at least he's honest about it. He's saying like, yeah, I, I just need a break, and then I'm going to come back and coach somewhere else. Whereas Urban's like, well, I, I had a heart attack. I need to, you know, spend more time with my family or I need to focus on my health. And then he just waits like nine months until something else the, pops up. Waits for the Ohio State job to open up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for, for uh, him to have, you know, just like really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sad for him in advance because he's going to have these, these medical issues right around November when the Jags are one and seven. <laughs> uh, because Travis Etienne is, is hurt now. So. Yeah, that's he was going to make the, the Jags going to be one and seven. No, the Jags are going to be one and seven because they spent their preseason trying to uh, ingratiate Tim Tebow, uh, <laughs> and not not figure out what they're doing there. But the other big news of the day, uh, I think it's it was today that uh, Kylian Mbappe is is to Madrid, and then PSG and Madrid are having like a bitch fit in public about the whole thing. Um, is that official? Well, it's not the the. the Madrid offered $188 million right. officially. And then PSG was like, we're not selling him for less than we paid for him when we still owe money to Monaco. Like, no, we'll like, we're not going to keep him hostage. He said that he wants to leave. We'll let him leave on our terms. And then Madrid's head was like, yeah, we made an offer. They were very rude and said, no. <laughs> Which this, I think whole is thing, the- this whole thing rem- reminds me of Neymar going from Barcelona to PSG. It's, it's the just, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the, the funniest part about this is that it's like um, PSG, I'm not going to say spent all their money because they have so much money, but they spent all their money trying to put like a perfect team about around Kylian Mbappe. And he was like, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but the, the funny implication of that, though, is that if Kylian Mbappe does go to Madrid, uh, the center forward position for one of the richest clubs in the world opens up. And there just happens to be a very good center forward trying to leave Italy to go to someplace with a lot of money. Hypothetically. In theory. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, my, my favorite link about that was that Cristiano Ronaldo was like, I'm going to Man City like two days before Harry Kane. Or there were rumors about Cristiano going to Man City two days before Harry Kane uh, said that he wasn't leaving. And everybody was like, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's going what on? What else is kind of amusing me too is like we're at the point in Ronaldo's career where he's like, I'm gonna go here, and they're like, Yeah, um, we don't really want you. <laughs> it's like you're sort of a pain in the ass. Yeah, like you're 38. And yeah, you're still pretty good, but not worth all this. I mean, he's. I think he's. He's on a contract. His contract is like 31 million dollars after taxes, it's or 31 million crazy. euros. Yeah. Um, and it's like I don't know how you afford 31 million euros after taxes. Plus Neymar's salary, plus plus the forty million you just gave to Messi. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you know, <laughs> uh, Middle Eastern oil money. Uh, yes, yeah. Qatari oil money does not run out until the oil runs out, and let's just not talk about that. <laughs> uh, because that, I've seen uh, Mad Max. Uh, yeah, yeah, you've seen Mad Max. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> go well. 
doesn't go well when the water slash oil runs dry. Um, <laughs> you can also look at the late uh, to late 90s, early 2000s Dallas Cowboys because the oil ran out and suddenly they had trouble. <laughs> um, I'm sure that there was no relationship there. Um, so I, I think that, that it'll be interesting to watch Cristiano um, sort of play this out with Juventus. Um, also, there's rumors just about our, our child, Weston McKinney, leaving Juventus. I don't think that those are real. Uh, football Woj keep saying that it's not happening. Um, but, I, I mean, it's an interesting concept that, that, like, Allegri was, like, talking, like, 10 goals for you, Weston, and then, like, now it's like he can't get on the field. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen there, um, but I'm. I'm optimistic that he will play wherever he plays. There. There was a weird rumor out of Germany that Bayern were like thirty million for him, and Juventus said no. What? Um, That's a lie. They would take that in a second. A they would. They would take that in a heartbeat. I think the the rumors out of of England make more sense, where it's like Tottenham offered Musa Sissoko and fifteen million, and Juventus were like, we don't want Musa Sissoko. <laughs> Well, I feel like the reason that Bar- that Bayern actually keeps being rumored for Dest is they want an American, but they want one that would actually play. <laughs> right. Like, we, already, we already have one on the bench. That's not doing anything for us. <laughs> it's like that meme, like, uh, you ask your mom for for an right, American right back. No, we already ha- we have an American right back at home. You don't need another one. <laughs> and it's Chris Richards. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Chris Richards. You are the day old mcdonald's hamburger of right backs like i kind of feel like byron is waiting to like something to go wrong at chelsea and then they're gonna try to like get by pulisic for like 20 million oh yeah that's that's definitely happening they're just like hovering in the background waiting for things to go bad and and, i feel like that's just what byron does but mostly they do it to dortmund yeah this is this is what they normally do just with extra steps (laughs) they're they are pretty savvy about that they don't they don't make a lot of. They, they are the Ying to PSG Jang, where they just or or Barcelona, and as of late, where they just blindly spend money on shiny things that don't work out. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, being a little, you know, buying, buying low and selling high kind of deal. They're they're like the Midwestern uh, bargain shoppers of European football. They're just sitting around. They know what they want. They're just waiting around until the price becomes the, like gets low enough. And they're like, I wouldn't say they're not bargain shoppers. They're like buying like certified pre-owned, like M (laughs) sixes. Like, you know, they're they're buying like, you know, $150,000 sports cars after, you know, they've depreciated a little bit, you know, wait, is that, is that the most German thing possible? It's like, yes, but, but, but let's wait for it to go off the lot. It, Drops in value by by thirty three percent. Then we'll get it. It's the same card. Don't worry. They know they they know when like the rich people are going to die, and they're the first people at the estate sale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just standing on the porch when the when the family I, comes back. Like, yeah, I'm really sorry. Do you still want that one painting? Oh, we're we're so, we're so sorry for your loss. We hear that you have some Swiss gold. Hey, as an owner of a certified pre owned Audi, I can't fault their approach. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's so is that is that the official podcast uh, outlook? Bayern Munich, the certified pre-owned Audi of clubs. <laughs> I'm not sure Bayern's done with that, to be honest. <laughs> I'm sure they, they'd rather think of themselves as the, you know, I, I, I don't know, as someone who wins the Champions League. It's been a minute. Yeah, like two years <laughs> <laughs> by their standards. Yeah, it's a two-year-old Audi. 
it's I coming think they off would the lease. BMW. Fine. I feel like they're like the only top ten club in the world that's actually intelligently run. Correct. I mean, they're 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 run by Germans because well, they're the only one that has a budget. <laughs> Everybody I mean, else is like that that Leo DiCaprio, DiCaprio scene from Wolf of Wall Street. They're just fun coupons. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out, completely free. Completely free, but they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like, you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burke. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Berhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> Well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. What more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What what do you want? Um, So here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're... we're we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little foul button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do, 
do you want to do you want to do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So, dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. How you doing, coach? Hey, 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 Rebron. How we, uh, how are we doing this afternoon? Doing good. How are you doing? Um, okay. Okay. Had a long morning, you know? Uh, yes, that can, that can tend to happen. Yeah. In any event, uh, I'm excited. This is the last episode of this podcast for uh, five months in which we don't have actual high-level American football to discuss. Five months. Is that right? Into, yeah, into January, into February? Yeah, into February, you know, and then and then who knows? I mean, last year we had spring football and and all sorts of weird shit. So yeah, sure that's completely gone from our lives yet, but I guess we're gonna find out. Yeah, like we all thought, like, oh, okay, like by the by the fall, uh, vaccines will be around and we'll be done with COVID. And here we are, Cole Beasley missing five days because he had lunch with someone who wasn't vaccinated or who got COVID. Yeah, this is going to be great. We could end up doing this a second time, which is exactly what I was hoping for when we were told it would only be like six weeks max back in March of 2020. I remember when it was two weeks to flatten the curve. I don't know if I ever, I think, uh, I guess that was like the minimum. Uh, But I think that or the only thing I really remember is our office telling us that it's like six weeks max. (laughs) <laughs> oh we were such idiots <laughs> so naive willing to believe anything I, th- I think we were all like just like really really willing to believe that people were not going to be insanely stupid or selfish idiots speaking of selfish idiots you want to talk about nebraska hell yeah <laughs> so we have actual football this weekend from like a big 10 game um so there, there are two games i want to highlight this weekend for our listeners um one is at, uh, I guess, 1 p.m. Eastern is Nebraska versus Illinois. And I think at 6.30 Eastern, you got UCLA versus Hawaii. 3.30 Eastern. 3.30 Eastern, UCLA, Hawaii. So yep. I'm, I'm a little bit upset. I want to talk about the second game first. I'm a little bit upset because the fact that we get a Hawaii game week zero, because this is week zero, but that game is not on at 1 a.m. Eastern is messed up. Also, it's not in Hawaii. Yeah, like what are we doing here? Hawaii put in, uh, speaking of COVID, Hawaii put in uh, capacity limits for the stadium. So I think they're going to be trying to have as many away games as they can get away with this year. Uh, I don't remember what the capacity is, but it's like obviously not unlimited. I think- I think I saw something like crazy, like like it's like twenty five hundred, not yeah. twenty five thousand, twenty five hundred. Right, but twenty five hundred could be like twenty five percent of the Hawaii Stadium. That's fair. Uh, as far as as, uh, do they still play at Aloha Stadium? I don't know. I assume it's just wherever they play the Pro Bowl. Uh, 
Yeah, I assume so too, which is, I think, Aloha Stadium. Uh, until they move the Pro Bowl to Allegiant Stadium because on a long enough timeline, all football games will be paid in Las Vegas. Yes, but uh, I have no issues with that. Yeah, none. Uh, so we, we get uh, week one. I, uh, I don't actually know who the coach of Hawaii is because ever since Rolovich left, I've, I've been sort of like uh, coach of Hawaii, not Nick Rolovich, whoever it is. Uh, I guess – it's somebody too. Huh? It's somebody too. Yeah, I know. Uh, it is. Oh, it's Todd Graham. That's it. <laughs> Todd Ew. Graham. Oh, hey, Coach Nick. How are you? What's up? We're uh, talking about uh, Coach Todd Graham and his abilities to lead the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors this season. Do they still have uh, Timmy Chang? They do not. Uh, they do not. But they do have an offense that uh, until pretty recently was pretty stupid uh, going up against the Chip Kelly offense, which also should be pretty stupid. Uh, It's always pretty stupid when Chip (laughs) Kelly comes to town. Uh, So the, the only player that I'm aware of in either in the, in these games, um, as far as I can remember is Dorian Thomas Robinson. um, Who's the quarterback for UCLA. And the reason I know him is because he – so his nickname is obviously DTR. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and I down remember – Robinson. Yeah, he's just down to Robinson. And I remember seeing that and I was like, wait, is this a bit? Are we doing a bit? No? Okay. <laughs> um, so Todd Graham, uh, formerly the head coach of Arizona State. Then he was the head coach at Pitt for some reason. What a weird coach. Yeah, dude. I get him confused with uh, Todd Grantham all the time, too. I was just thinking that, too. <laughs> uh, so I, I like be, just be like going along on my day and be like, oh, this is the asshole that likes the Blitz 7. It's like, no, that's that's the other asshole. Different, different asshole. Uh, okay, so Todd Graham, you'll know. You'll know Tom, Todd, Todd Graham is the one who coached at Pitt for a year before bailing for Arizona State. Yeah, the, uh, I only remember him at Arizona State. I don't remember him at Pitt at all. Uh, so okay, so as a head coach, he is Fourth. decidedly mediocre. <laughs> I mean, like his his last four seasons are five and four, seven and six, five and seven, six and seven. Yeah, I mean he's a hundred and sixty five overall, though. Yeah, but a lot of that was like three really good years at Tulsa. Correct. In the Kusa, um, in Kusa, in Kusa, yeah. Um, so, so Graham, for those of us, uh, or those of you who who don't know, he um, he learned basically under Rich Rodriguez. He's a Rodriguez disciple, and they run sort of that same spread and shred, uh, yeah. which which um, about ten years ago was really cutting edge, and now it's like played out. Like I, I don't know if you were watching the preseason uh, Giants game, Nick. You might have been because you care about such things. Uh, no, but no. yeah, no. Right. Nick doesn't hate himself that much. <laughs> um, I've watched no, both but... the preseason Lions games. Okay, so Nick does hate a him. little bit. <laughs> but like, I watched the like... first. The second one was really bad. I only watched the first half. <laughs> so like, <laughs> that doesn't make it better. Yeah, you you went into that <laughs> with the ability to do it. Um, but so the the like the spread and shred 
10 years ago, 15 years ago was like, oh, wow, this is so cutting edge. Like, how do we deal with this? And then like last night or two nights ago or whenever it was, Brian Lewerke was running a, a, a power read in a Giants preseason game. This isn't cutting edge anymore, folks. No. Oh, man. The Giants <laughs> have Lewerke? Monster. Yeah, so I, th- I think he's just a camp body. I, I, I doubt he makes it to, to September, what, 13th? Whatever. In my mind, he's breathing down Daniel Jones's neck. I mean, that's the thing, though, is that, like, if you told me, you, if you took the best year of each of those players in college, um, and you told me that w- both of them were on the same same team in the pros, I would be like, so Brian Lewerke's starting? <laughs> yeah. That's just playing. open competition at that point. <laughs> Like, like somebody, somebody is screwed up very, very largely in the uh, place player personnel division. But regardless, um, the Todd Graham Hawaii offense is not the Todd is not the Hawaii offense that we all want it to be. Like, we want them to be throwing sixty times a game and getting these games, you know, well into the three a.m. slot. Yeah, but just want all air raid all the time. Yeah, it, 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 you know, it feels to me like a little bit like of a. Um, of an insult to culture. Like, Hawaii needs to run air raid. You know? It's like replacing Paul Johnson at Georgia Tech. Exactly. It no, pisses, no, no. <laughs> it pisses me off the exact same amount, just to be clear. Because, like, Georgia Tech is a, is a triple team. Hawaii is an air raid team. It's the same. And, and that's why, like, Dana Holgerson at, at Houston is so perfect. It's like, yeah, fucking throw it 60 times. Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> You're Houston. I don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Georgia uh, Tech. Georgia Tech, maybe change up your scheme when you have Kelvin Johnson there. Just a, just an idea. No, that would have made too much sense. <laughs> you have uh, a generational wide receiver. Why, let's just keep running the triple option. Come yeah, on, yeah. maybe they had Kelvin Johnson, but they also had Reggie Ball. So, you know, run the option, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, is this, was this Nebraska supposed to be one of the ones in Ireland? What, one more is- time? I think this, this Nebraska-Illinois game was supposed to be one of the ones in Ireland, right? Yeah, so this game was supposed to be in Dublin, um, but because of, um, you know, people refusing to take a perfectly safe and effective vaccine, uh, it's taking place in Illinois. Yeah, Champagne. Although, <laughs> I think this is the one one where you can't blame it on vaccine hesitancy, because isn't uh, the the problem is that Ireland is behind on vaccinations, right? Not that they're not like available; they're just not, or it is that they're not available. I I will admit to not having uh, a a good sense of the public health situation in Ireland at current juncture. Uh, but I believe Greg. Yeah, I yeah, sure, why not? Okay, so uh, we're not blaming you, Ireland. We're blaming uh, public. No, we health. are. We are blaming. Us. This is the time we're not blaming Illinois or Nebraska. Which oh. is like the only we're not going to blame Nebraska for something. Oh, okay. All right, that's fine. Um, so, okay, so we are blaming you, Ireland. Uh, get your shit together. Uh, Nebraska, also get your shit together, but you know, different reasons. Different reasons. Uh, this is a great. This is a great slate. You have a nominal Big Ten <laughs> matchup in the first one, and then you have UConn's long-awaited return from uh, exile to play at Fresno State, which is clearly going to go extremely well for a program that ha- took last year off and the year before that or two years before that decided they were no longer good enough to like compete in a regular conference. 
I think like, I think that that game could be like one of those games where where you say to yourself, oh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got some time to kill. I'll throw on whatever game is on. I assume it's on CBS Sports Network. It is. These ga- yeah, of course. Um, and you're like, yeah, whatever. And then you look at it and it's like, how is it 35 to nothing in the, in the middle of the second quarter? <laughs> like, what the hell has happened here? Yeah, uh, that feels like that's a game that's going to get out of hand really quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I Fresno's Fresno's always always has a good offense too, right? Chuck heavy. Uh, I mean, traditionally they have been. Uh, they they are the home of the Carr brothers. I think both Carr brothers went there. Yeah, I was going to say I am only aware of them as the place that both Carr brothers uh, matriculated. Aaron Judge went there. To All play right. baseball. <laughs> I mean, he, he was recruited. He was also a tight end in high he, school, at least. I was going to say, I don't think he played in college, though, right? They tried to get him, and he, like, looked I think, I think he maybe played for a year or didn't play. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was like, I can hit the ball 500. <laughs> I don't need to mess around with this fucking whack team. And that's and, and again, to be clear, that's not whack as in uncool. It's whack as in Western Athletic Company. Yeah, no, that was pun intended, baby. Pun intended. <laughs> um, so, so the, uh, the 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 Nebraska Illinois game will be interesting, not because either of those teams have any designs on being good, but um, because when you whenever you have like a, a super early season game that has meaning, you see a lot of really stupid things happening because people are not like easing into their playbook. So, you know, when you get a game like like we get Miami, Alabama in week one, you know, a, a week from from this Saturday, um, like both of those teams are going to try really hard to win that game. But if you lose, it's not a, a season killer. If Nebraska doesn't beat Illinois, does Nebraska get to a bowl game? Probably not. Uh, and I mean, you're right. Scott Frost's seat is basically on fire at this point. So he's probably going to come out just absolutely throwing the like the kitchen sink at let's remember he's throwing it at brett bielma oh i forgot it was bielma yeah <laughs> and, oh. oh my god they have to go to norman to play ou this year who scheduled this shit that's the cruelest that's the cruelest like out of conference rivalry game i can think of right now nebraska's screwed they're at illinois then they have what i think is fordham i guess Sure, then, why not? Then they have Buffalo, and then they go to, to Norman, to MSU. They get Northwestern and Michigan at home. Then they go to Minnesota. They get Purdue at home. And you, then wanna, they... you want a hot take? Yeah. Yeah. Whoever loses that Nebraska-Michigan game is going to fire their coach immediately. Yeah, you think somebody's going to be unemployed on uh, October 10th? I think somebody is going to be unemployed on October 10th. I think I think if Jim Harbaugh loses to Scott Frost in Lincoln, I think that he gets left in Lincoln. No. Probably not. <laughs> left in Lincoln. Nobody's going to do that anymore because uh, Lane Kip- it gave Lane Kiffin too much press time or press last time. I, I, I mean, I, the thing is, is that if, if you go into that game, okay, so looking at that schedule, uh, Nebraska could very well lose to Illinois. They're going to be Fordham. They're going to lose to Buffalo because Buffalo's good. Uh, they're going to get smoked by Oklahoma. They're going to lose to Michigan State. You're looking at one in five. Yeah. Like, like, would you keep Scott Frost after going one in five? I mean, I don't think Scott Frost might be gone if they go like one in three. 
No, because that's that's losses to Illinois on the road. Fine. You beat Fordham. You lose to Buffalo. Fine. You're supposed to lose to Oklahoma. That's one in three. Yeah, but like, I think that the Nebraska uh, boosters at this point are kind of looking for an excuse to run Scott Frost out of town. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think they need much of an excuse given that he's violated literally, literally, like dozens of NCAA rules about COVID. Yeah, I, I, I subscribe to the theory that that was a booster who leaked all of that and was just like, I'm done with this asshole. How, what's the easiest way to get rid of him without having to spend $15 million? Uh, so, okay, so yeah. let, let's, let's go through it. Um, Scott Frost, let's, let's just, we're going to go around the, the table. After he gets fired after this year, because I think we all agree that that's going to happen, what NFL, what NFL team brings him in as a spread guru? Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, he does, or he does his year at the uh, Nick Saban camp for rehabilitating coaches. I mean, it's possible. I, what I remember about Scott Frost and what I think is so funny about him is that like he was at Oregon and his offenses were really good. And people were like, oh man, he's a good coach. And then he went to UCF and his teams were really good. And it's like, man, he's a really good coach. And it's like, maybe we should stop overhyping offensive coaches at Oregon. And maybe we should stop overhyping coaches that come out of UCF. Because it appears that both of those situations are not really hard to deal with. I feel like UCF is just the job where you can sleepwalk into a bunch of athletes because you're in the middle of Florida. So like, you look a lot better than you actually are. Well, the thing is, is that UCF, I mean, you're, you're recruiting against everybody, but also there are more high level football players per capita in, in Florida than any other state in the country, except for, I think New Jersey, New Jersey has a weird thing because they, yeah, they, they, they produce a ton of high level talent and they don't have that many people, but like, I think Florida, like if you throw a, Orange, I guess they have a lot of oranges in Florida. If you throw an orange in her direction, you're going to find a three-star athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Just Asa out in the middle of Orlando chucking oranges at people. It's like, hey, are, are you a high-level athlete? No, no. Yes, I am, but that's not the point, sir. <laughs> orange Bowl. Yay! <laughs> um, so I, I think that like Scott Frost is just like, he's just not a very good coach. And that it's 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 difficult because it's okay so he he was a a triple option guru under tom osborne where he played then he was what a a safety in the nfl for like five minutes was he yeah yeah he and then and then it's just like he just like sort of re-popped up cliff kingsbury style and suddenly he's this like offensive genius but he, he when when he was doing good things with an offense he was doing it with marcus Mariota, and then he was doing it with mackenzie milton so yeah, it's a little bit harder when you have Adrian Martinez, <laughs> who's think- not who's not even the best quarterback Martinez Nebraska's had in the last six years, and the last one wasn't very good. Yeah, that threw me off. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not related. <laughs> nope. Uh, but I was very confused as to why he was still there. But it turns out it's just a different guy. Different guy entirely. Similarly, shit. <laughs> I uh, can't argue with that. <laughs> So, so like, I, th- I think that, like, you know, without talking about we, – we, we've, we've spent enough time on Jim Harbaugh's hot seat. But I think, I think Scott Frost very, very easily could be coming off of a, a loss to Michigan and Michigan State uh, and, and is one in five and is like, well, I'm going to go have a whole lot of fun under John Gruden in Las Vegas. I was going to say, I think that 
Scott Frost has to be the first coach fired this year. Uh, the he only makes- person I think of whose like seat is similarly as hot as his is Harbaugh, and I think Harbaugh's got a leash at least until the Ohio State game. I don't know. I think I think if if Michigan if if Michigan has like a nightmare season, so I'm not talking about like you know oh and eight. I'm saying like if if they are if they're like three and five going into that Michigan State game on Halloween and they and they get blown out, which I'm not saying they would. I'm not saying they will. I don't see this happening. But like I can see them being like we're not doing this anymore. And they and they give the head coaching job to like um to Josh Gaddis as like a tryout before they hire some other milk toast white person. Yeah, I mean that would that would make sense. Uh, I can see that happening. I just, yeah, I don't That'd think be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like the 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 like, what's the point of playing out the string if 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 it's just to get blown out by Ryan Day? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter who you install, you're going to get blown out by Ryan Day anyway. Yeah, I think that's good. I think yeah, that's, like what that's... <laughs> what changed from the calculus of like bringing him back? in the off season, like what would even change if like, no one really expects Michigan to have that great of a season. Right. I assume Michigan fans do. Yeah. It depends. It depends on what you <laughs> consider a great season. I think I mean, uh, eight, eight and four is what I've seen most of the pundits and like sane people pegging Michigan at. Uh, I don't, but wouldn't really that be think... fine? Wouldn't eight and four be, isn't the over under seven and a half? Yeah. Eight and four is a nightmare season for Michigan because it's just enough for Harbaugh to stay. Well, then no that's way. exactly what's going to happen. He goes eight before he's gone. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, he has to go at least nine and three with an Ohio State win or better. No, oh, he, you're insane. No, he, way. no way. No way. Yeah, man, eight, call it. Eight, eight and four is enough for him to keep his job and for Michigan fans to pull their hair out. Who, are the, who else are they going to hire? Well, that's the point. <laughs> exactly. That's why. He, that's why. He, he's going to be like, nope. <laughs> Like the, the 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 possibility of having uh like just like a Bo Pelini situation at Michigan with Jim Harbaugh where he just constantly wins eight or nine games and everybody's like fuck we can't fire it because you know Michigan men would never deprive someone of their livelihood. They're absolutely they would absolutely do that. But uh, th- I mean that's the, as a Michigan alum that's what I've always said was my biggest fear was that we pulled a Bo Pelini and just been like ah nine and three and every once in a while that you guys go eleven and one. Not good enough. We should be going twelve and zero every year. It's like no, you shouldn't. Well, <laughs> it's it's it's. I, th- I think Bill Connolly talks about this all the time. You can't fire your way to success, right? Uh, like, I mean, what they're gonna do is they're gonna fire Harbaugh. They're gonna offer Matt Campbell like eighty million dollars. Uh, it <laughs> Matt Campbell's gonna turn them down, and all of a sudden there's gonna be a bunch of leaks about how Matt Campbell isn't actually as good as his job. It's actually his offensive coordinator who's doing everything. It's like no. No, I'm really, really excited for some random like for, for like Northern Illinois head coach to get the job. Buffalo, be... yeah, that's gonna... job, yeah, that's gonna be real fun. Or yeah, the, the, only, the only guarantee, the only guarantee is that whoever is the coach after Harbaugh is gonna be a weirdo. It's gonna be a total like the other coaches they've had. Like Harbaugh is like pretty close to Lloyd Carr, right? Like. These other coaches they've had, Rich Rod and Brady Hoke, like some weird coaches. Yeah, yeah. It like 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 we we've tried to go back to the well of like normal progression of head coaches. So now we should just like go nuts. Like 
let's 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 hire some. Well, I mean, they did it for their defensive coordinator, but let's hire some random position coach from the NFL. Yeah, they did. Also, I like the implication that Jim Harbaugh is the normal one in that progression because Nick's right. Like, if you're going for a normal college football process, you go with like a guy that played quarterback under your legendary, now disgraced former coach, and who has like close ties with the guy that was the coach 10 years ago and instead they just decided to try and throw a dart at rich rod out in west virginia because everybody knows west virginia and michigan share so many things beyond just their color scheme special thank you to our guest ben who you can find on twitter at bl herald or on the internet at halfspaces.com kevin who you can't find on twitter or the internets and nick who you can find on twitter at electric snuff um, you can find S- Coach Stumpy on the internet at Mr. Mojo Rising 89 He's on Twitter. He's talking about stuff. He has a picture of a dog. has his profile picture, so you know it's good. And you can find me on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS, where we're talking football, football, uh, occasionally hockey, weirdly enough, and other things. So add us, follow us. We usually reply. Um, we don't have Instagram. We're working on it. We'll get that up and running shortly. Uh, special thank you to our sponsors, the Anchor app and the Smith Workforce Management Group. And of course, a special thank you to you, the listener, for putting up with a podcast that's ostensibly about soccer and refuses to wait for roster drops. So please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, your cousins, your aunts and uncles, and um, you know, give us those five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever else. Uh, thank you again for sticking with us, and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.